Welcome to Above Par. I'm your host, Kathy Hartwood. I show you how to take more of your talent to the golf course without practicing harder, taking more lessons, or buying new equipment. I show you how to end the frustration of underperforming so you can start playing to your potential. This is where you are going to learn how to think above par so you can play below par. Let's get to it. Well, hey there, my golf friends, and welcome back to Above Par. It's nice to have you here and listening. Thank you so much. So today I wanted to give you a quick start guide on how to master your golf brain or how to get started. I'm going to give you the six steps. I have it all in a guide and a PDF that you can get access to. I'll leave that link in the show notes, but I'm just going to give you the six steps here. (laughs) And they're really simple steps. The hard part is doing them. Basically, like anything we else we do in life, right? Is we know what to do, but it's actually doing it, being aware, stopping and paying attention to what you're doing on and off the golf course, to the things that are going on in your brain. So I'm gonna go through the six steps here and I'm gonna walk through each one of them individually. And this is what you want to do when you're on the golf course. Every time that you're out there hitting a shot, anytime you're looking to manage your brain, manage your thoughts and your emotions and get different results to change things up a little bit, you have to stop and pay attention to what is going up in your noggin. And as I've mentioned before, our thoughts are optional, but our thoughts create our emotions and our emotions drive what we do. And what we do is what creates the results. It all starts with what you're deciding to think. Often what happens is we think because our brain offers us up thoughts that we have to listen to them. And that is not true. The hardest thing that we have to do forever, it doesn't stop. Just like working on your swing doesn't stop. The hardest thing we have to do is work against our own tendency of our brain, which is to be negative and to look for different ways that you're going to screw up and mess up or get in trouble or be in danger, all the things. Your brain is naturally a little bit negative and you have to be onto it. We also, as individuals, have tendencies to think a certain way. We like to revert back to certain patterns patterns that we've done in the past over and over again. They've been in our brain before and they like to pop up. You have to be onto it. I'm a perfectionist. That's That pops up into my head every once in a while and I have to catch it and be onto myself. So the more that you know some of your own individual tendencies, the little statements that you have a tendency to stay, you might be a little bit of a victim and feel sorry for yourself. You might be extra hard on yourself. You might tell yourself all the time that you're going to mess up or that you're not good enough. I'm just going to tell you too that everybody on the planet has that phrase come up at some point that they're just not good enough. Your brain is going to offer that up to you. And so you want to be onto it. And the more you're onto it and the more you rehearse this, the easier this is going to be for you to manage your brain on the golf course, master your brain on and off the golf course. The point is, is it's not that your negative thoughts or those thoughts that don't serve you on the golf course are going to go go away. You just want to turn the volume down on them. You want to quiet them down. You want to have a louder voice in your head, and that takes practice and persistency. So in the guide, I talk about preparing and being ready beforehand before you go out on the golf course. You want to be prepared with some phrases. I call them caddy phrases, things that you're going to say to yourself on the golf course before a shot and after a shot. Picture what would a caddy say. So if you've ever had a caddy, a good caddy, right? Not like your buddy who's out there just telling you to hurry up so we can get in and have some drinks or wants to give you a hard time. What would a professional caddy say? 
I know for sure some of the things that you say to yourself in your head, a caddy would be fired right away, right? They would not have that job. And our job is to be that good voice of the caddy. You want to listen to that voice and you want to quiet down the voice that's in the back of your head telling you all the different ways that you're going to mess up. Most of the time what happens is we just don't pay attention to them, right? We either listen to them or we're not paying attention to what we're saying to ourselves. Also, I encourage you to have some triggers, I call them, different ways that you can kind of knock yourself out of that negative thinking and transition over to some of those caddy thoughts or caddy phrases that I say. So those are some things that I talk about in the guide on how to prepare ahead of time so you have these as uh, they're they're ready to go. And the reason is that in the heat of the moment, right, when you're, let's say you're really ticked off after a shot, your brain is a little shut down. You're wrapped up in that shot. You're either thinking about the shot in the past or you're worrying about what's going to happen ahead of time. And you can't really recall all those nice positive phrases that you have or you can't come up with any or you can't come up with a trigger. So I love for people to be prepared ahead of time with some go-to thoughts that you like to say to yourself. Sometimes it takes some experimenting, right? And this is the way that you know a phrase works for you is that it resonates, that there's something that you like, yeah, I like that. I like the way that sounds, right? I've had caddies who have said things to me before and I've looked down, I'm like, yeah, we're not saying that one again. <laughs> and sometimes they just don't know. You can get a caddy who has you know, never really played competitive golf before, or who doesn't really understand the game enough, who's just really out there to make a buck, which is totally fine but I don't need to necessarily listen to what they have to say. And if they don't have good things to say to me, then I ask them not to speak. <laughs> I do that and I'm not being rude. I'm just taking care of me. So I'll have a caddy and I basically, I don't know if they can read a green. So I tell them, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to take care of myself here on the greens, but if I want your opinion, I'll ask for it, right? In a very nice way. They're like, that's fine, right? That's, I don't really know that they know what to say yet, especially if I'm not familiar with them. Same thing with the phrases that they might say to you on the golf course, right? The caddy's going to be like, hey, you know, go up there and hit, hit it close because there's water on the left and there's water on the right and you're dead if you go long. <laughs> it's kind of going to be hard to stand over that golf ball and think about hitting it close. These are the things sometimes that we say to ourselves over the golf ball. So let me work through some of them. So the first thing that you want to do, your step number one is to listen to what you're saying to yourself. Listen to the thoughts you say walking into the shot or over the golf ball. Like I said, just because your brain offers them up doesn't mean you have to believe them. Your brain's job is to look for trouble and warn you of the trouble. It wants to stand over the golf ball and go, do you see the out of bounds? Don't miss this shot. Don't hit in the water. You're dead if you're in that bunker. If you don't hit this close, then, you know, you're not going to be able to make a par. All those things are just default in your brain and you want to listen to what they're saying because each one of those thoughts is going to create an emotion in you. It's going to be either doubt or uncertainty or pressure or stress or anxiety. Your step number one is just to start listening to what your brain is telling you over the golf ball. Your second step then is once you notice it and if it doesn't serve you, if it doesn't work for you, if it's not something that you want to listen to, if it's not something that a caddy would say to you, then you want to interrupt it. You want to stop it. You want to come up with some different triggers so that you can interrupt yourself. It could be as simple as just saying the words enough. And then you want to replace them with the caddy phrases that you've come up with. Things that are more positive, things that are going to let you focus on the shot at hand, that are going to create a better emotion or feeling over the golf ball. 
your brain is going to act on the words that it hears last. So you might have to sometimes fight with your brain. It might be, yeah, but there's water. But no, you got this swing. Yeah, but there's water. No, you're going to hit a good shot, right? <laughs> you, you might have to fight with your brain a little bit and you hear that argument in your head, but your brain's going to act on the last words it hears. So make sure that the last words that it hears are positive before you sway. Okay, then you're going to hit your shot. And now we have thoughts about our shot. And I can't even give you a definitive description on a shot because I've had plenty of people, clients who have hit it three feet and not liked their shot because it was a little off the toe or I hit a little off the heel. It was a little thin. It wasn't perfect. Right? And then I've had clients who hit in the bunker and they're like, thank God I didn't hit in the water. Right. So the totally different thoughts. You're going to have thoughts about your shot, your result. And you got to listen to those thoughts. What are you saying to yourself about it? Are they useful or are they not useful? If they are not useful and you do not like them, again, you want to stop and interrupt that. You want to get a little trigger so that you can transition over to some post-caddy phrases, things that you can picture a caddy saying to you after a shot. And then you're going to repeat this on every shot. You're going to listen to what you're saying, interrupt it if it's not serving you, come up with a better thought. After the shot, you're going to listen to what you're saying to yourself, interrupt it if it's not working for you, come up with a better thought. It's as simple as that. Rinse and repeat, right? Sounds so simple, but this is part of the problem is we believe our thoughts. That's the hardest part. It's questioning the thoughts that they're true. You might say something like, well, I've never hit this green before. And then you'd argue with me, well, that's true. I have never hit this green before. I'm like, that's great. But if it doesn't feel very good, if it's not giving you any sense of confidence, right, which is probably not, it's probably encouraging a little bit of doubt that it doesn't work for you. What would be a better thought? It's possible I could hit the green this time. Today's a new day. Let's give it a go. But most of us don't stop and pay attention to our thoughts. And then we believe the thoughts. We don't question them on what, whether they're true or not. So I want to encourage you to follow through on these six steps over and over again. It's simple, not real complicated. The hardest part is believing a new thought. So you want to stay persistent on that. Okay, so let me go through some examples of what's going to pop up in your head. Some thoughts that you might notice you're having before the shot are, I have to make this. I need to hit this well. I can't miss any more fairways. I can't afford to make a bogey. I need to hit this green. I should par this hole. Now those right there sound like super innocent thoughts. And these are the thoughts that people would argue with me. Well, yeah, I have to make this. Or yeah, I need to hit this well. Right? But those thoughts are those sneaky ones that don't serve you if they create the feeling of stress or pressure or anxiety. You get to decide on that. Sometimes I've had clients who say, I have to make this shot and it really helps them focus and be determined and motivated, but sometimes it puts a lot of pressure on people. So you have to decide. But these are common ones for most people create a little bit of pressure and stress. Just think about it. If you say, I need to hit this well, standing over that golf ball, are you going to be relaxed? <laughs> Probably not. Right, so those are some sneaky ones. They're really subtle. They seem true to you, but it's the feeling that they create while you're over the golf ball that is going to create a result that you probably don't like. Doesn't mean, of course, that you can't hit a good shot. I'm just saying consistently, you probably don't want to do that. All right, some other words that are a little more obvious. I stink at this shot. I have no touch today. I'm horrible out of the bunker. I lost my swing. <laughs> I love that one. It's like, where did it go? Went to the 19th hole, right? Just one note on that. I probably have said this before, but if you believe you could lose your swing, like instantly, or lose your touch instantly, if you really believe that, 
But I would also ask you, would you believe that it's possible that it could come back as quickly? And so hang on to that thought. It didn't go anywhere. It didn't go away for four hours and you're going to go to bed and you're going to wake up and it's going to be back. (laughs) That's not the way it works. It's so hard to change your swing to begin with, let alone for it totally to fall apart. I used to believe this thought. When I look back at all the times, I'm like, I've totally lost my swing. (laughs) I can't keep the ball in play. But the more I thought that, the more I was going to struggle with keeping my ball in play. It doesn't go anywhere. I will tell you, though, what can get affected is your tempo. So if you really feel like you've lost your swing or lost your touch around the greens, always just go and focus on tempo. That can bring back a lot of it. I hope I hit this. If I do this, I should hit a good shot. Does that create certainty? Not so much. It sounds so innocent, but it's just not very useful. There's better, more powerful thoughts is my point. You could go to the extreme of don't hit in the water. Don't blade it. Don't hit it out of bounds. Don't embarrass yourself. Don't mess up. (laughs) Of course, you don't want to mess up. Who wants to mess up? But that thought, well, one, it's a negative thought. And two, it puts pressure on you. The way you test these out by saying them and see how they feel. If they're not creating one of the three C's, calm, certain, or competent, it's not a useful thought. So now we've hit the shot, and you may or may not like it, but these are some common thoughts that we'll have after the shot. I should have hit it closer. I'm an idiot. I'm stupid. (laughs) I suck. That was stupid. What is wrong with me? I can't hit anything today. I shouldn't have hit it over there. Oh, here we go again. I just blew it. I can't do anything right. I'll probably miss the next shot. (laughs) I'll probably three putt. I had some friends I was playing with. They're really long hitters. And she hit the green in two. And I'm like, way to go. She goes, "Ah, I can make par from there. I was like, oh my gosh, what a negative thought. Basically, she's saying, all right, I can three putt for par from there. We set ourselves up for that. I know you're trying to be funny and, you know, put yourself down just a little bit in a comedic way. It does leave a little residue in your brain, a little thought in there. Another one, I don't know why I'm here today. This is embarrassing. And they must think I suck, right? So these are thoughts to look for after a shot that you say. Remember, every thought that you say in your head is either moving you closer or further from confidence. So you want to pick your words wisely. All those thoughts that I just said, not helping your confidence. Let me offer you some catty phrases. Of course, you come up with your own. They don't have to be complicated. You don't have to say a paragraph to yourself. My favorite phrase, and you hear me say it all the time, is you got this. I end a lot of my videos with that. I end a lot of my emails with that. So here are some catty phrases. Put a good roll on it. Nice and smooth. Good tempo. Listen for it to go in. You've made these in the past. Trust your line and go. Feel the putter. Feel your swing. Feel the club head. Go through your routine. Trust your swing. Your swing didn't go anywhere. You own this shot. This is the perfect club. You love this shot. Smooth backswing. You've hit this well before. Take your time breathe, and you got this, right? So those are some options. You come up with some that resonate with you. Come up with something that you kind of believe. You know, you don't want to say a phrase that your brain is going to spit out or that's unbelievable. That would be something along the lines of, you're the best putter in the club. (laughs) Your brain might be like, no, I'm not. You don't want it to be unbelievable to your brain. You want something a little bit believable. Okay, so let me give you some triggers and what those are. So basically, you're going to interrupt yourself in the middle of having a thought. And what that would look like is you might just even breathe in. Just breathe in very deliberately. You might open and close your glove. Uh, So you hear the noise of the Velcro. That's a way to just refocus your brain. You could tap your foot or your hat. You might tug on your shirt 
or just short commands like, all right, enough. I hear you, but zip it <laughs> like you're talking to the back of your brain. Kind of like in Happy Gilmore. I was trying to figure out who was a guy in Happy Gilmore that was saying all the words. I just, in my last podcast, talked about how bad I am with names as I totally did not pay attention to what the character's name was. So I Googled it and it came up as Jeering Fan. <laughs> That's what I think he's labeled as. I don't even think he has a name. But if you've seen the movie, you know what I'm talking about. That's the guy in the crowd. And this is like the back of your brain. This is like the little voice in your head where he's basically saying, you suck, you jackass. Remember that line? He also said, you're going to need a blanket and suntan lotion because you're never going to get off that beach. (laughs) This ball was in the bunker. He said from the sidelines, you will not make that putt. Of course, in your shot of Happy Gilmore, that guy is like the voice in the back of your head. You want to picture Happy Gilmore basically yelling at him and telling him to shut up. That's what you have to do to the voice in your head. And then you can be like Happy Gilmore when he's trying to make that short putt. He says, just tap it in. Just tap it in. Give it a little tappy tap. Tap, tap, baroo, or whatever he says. Right? That's him trying to talk himself into a nice positive thought to encourage him to make that putt. Those are some options. You come up with some that resonate with you. What you're going to do is you're going to listen for all those ones that I said about your thoughts before. You're going to stop it, interrupt it with a trigger, come up with a caddy phrase, repeat it. So those are the six steps. They take practice, just like your golf swing. It starts with you being aware of the words that you say to yourself, how those words make you feel, and deciding whether you want to keep them or not. I encourage you to stay open, patient, and curious with yourself through this whole process. There are going to be times where it's really hard to quiet that voice in your head that is telling you all the different ways that you're going to screw up or that is beating the crap out of you after a shot. You want to just keep turning down the volume on that voice so that the positive voice, the encouraging voice, the one that helps you stay calm and certain and confident is the loudest voice in your head. All right, my friends, give it a try. You got this. I'll talk to you next week. And sometimes you need a little help seeing what's going on in your head. I always say you can't read the label from inside the bottle. So if I can help you, if you want to chat about it, feel free to contact me at kathyhartwood.com forward slash chat. I'd love to talk to you. All right. Take care.